speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. Watching this uh, Vegas Golden Knights. That's no, right. No, that's one team. Vegas Sharks. Vegas. Oh Island. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I confused myself. And uh, the Sharks are wearing those teal jerseys, so it's kind of like retro color jerseys. Which I guess these might be their regular homes now, which yeah. I really like. Yes. They yeah, they're way better. Of, they're way better. I really like them. They're very sleek. However, they kind of remind me of pajamas for some reason. Like they look like a <laughs> they look like a big onesie. That I is that, true. That might be just be because they, like every element of it is. The they same look color. like if you were a kid and you had San Jose Sharks pajamas. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of what yeah. they would look like. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of another team that might have that. I mean, Toronto maybe, but I don't know. Uh, maybe Detroit also. Okay, I want to um, as a means of introducing this episode. I want to read from uh, an athletic article counting down. It's uh, it's titled uh, it's a really big deal for us. An all time list of the best songs used in the EA Sports NHL series. Oh, we haven't done that one yet by Julian McKenzie. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I do want to read two entries that purely coincidentally, I've never read this article before until just now. Yeah. Um are one after another. Okay? Okay. So the first one is Red Flag by Billy Talent off yeah, of NHL 06. Probably I've all, I, I don't think I've ever heard that song outside of NHL. Fair. I you may it. have noticed that Red Flag sounds a lot different in the video game than it does on the album it came from. That's because the version featured in the game is actually a demo version of the real song, which almost what? didn't see the light of day. <laughs> what? Musically, we had two songs, a song called Nothing to Lose off our first record, and then there was Red Flag, which was on our second record. Musically, parts of those songs were together as one song, and then we separated them and created two songs. I've never been able to pronounce uh, Billy (laughs) Talent's singer's last name. I think it's Kowalowitz, uh, but yeah, Ben Kowalowitz said. I'll be completely honest with you, he added. When we first wrote that song, we weren't going to put it on the record. We were at that point where we just didn't feel like it fit with the record. And then we played it for some people that we worked with and some of our friends. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You have to put this on the record. It rocks. No kidding. It's probably the best song. Um, And then, of course, that's the song that a lot of people know us for. And that's just how serendipitous music can be. So why have the demo version in the game? We just thought, you know what? Let's put the demo version in the game and see what happens, Koala, let's said. And then if nothing happens and we decide not to put it on the record, at least it can be heard as something. Lo and behold, it did what <laughs> it did and it does what it does. It's crazy. When we play back in the good old days when we could play live, that's still arguably our biggest song. That This was obviously published during COVID. Okay, so that's that That's one. so funny. I've, I've never heard the real version of the song. But like, have you? Oh, of course, yeah. No, I, I don't How? think I... I mean, I definitely played NHL 2006, but like, I... I heard the uh, the real version of the song like 
multiple how times. How different, just quick, like how different is it? Is it that significantly different? Um, or? I mean, it can't have been that different because I didn't notice the difference. Got it. Okay. Uh, but having said that, um, I would have been 13 when the song came out. So, so like <laughs> yeah. I would notice that kind of thing way more now than I did at the time. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Very next entry uh, on the article. I hear you calling by Gob off of NHL 2002. What number is this? They're not listed in an order. They're just like, oh, yeah. Coward. <laughs> um, the BC based punk rock band has had four of their songs on their different editions of the NHL video game series, including I hear you calling from NHL 2002. Gob guitarist vo- uh, slash vocalist Theo Gutsanakis or Theo Gobsanakis, as he's known in NHL 2004 as a playable cheat code character, what? Uh, which, by the way, <laughs> I believe he is the only uh, member of a pop punk band to be a playable <laughs> character in an NHL game, which is such a great oh, fun fact. Great, yeah. Um, more about him in a second. Uh, remembers himself as a far better video game NHL player rather than as an actual hockey player. He even remembers battling an NHLer, Andrew Ference, in a game of NHL while on his tour bus in Calgary when the latter was a member of the Flames. I kicked his ass, of course, Gutsanakis said. <laughs> I Hear You Calling was a record off Gob's The World According to Gob album, their only album to go gold. Uh, the song was just a demo on the cutting room floor until Gutsanakis pushed his bandmate and songwriter, Tom Thacker, to make it into a real song. But even after it was completed, the band took their time with letting their management company hear the finished product, which they saw as a hit. Sure enough, the video for I Hear You Calling led to the band's first Juno Award. While Gob had established itself as a popular band in Canada, Gutsanakis says their placement in the NHL video game series helped them get noticed in the United States and other parts of the world. We definitely had a lot of fans saying that's how they discovered us. They heard from that and bought our CD, Gutsanakis said. Oh, and then the next one is Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. What a great uh, one, two, three punch there. I'm not going to read that one because that doesn't have anything to do with anything. That's how I got into Franz Ferdinand and Franz Ferdinand, I think. I'd say maybe up until like 2009 was like my favorite band. I France Ferdinand rocks. I think I've listened to back in the day when I would download music. You would download. I would download discographies. Like I, it was was really silly way of discovering music because that's a lot of music. I used to do that all the time too. Yeah, and when I did with France Ferdinand, I just like. I knew all their songs, like including a lot of the B sides, and I didn't yeah, differentiate totally. between them. Sure. And when I would talk to somebody else, like, yeah, this is a very hipster thing. This is early 2010s conversation, yeah, yeah. but like, I asked somebody, like, oh, what's your favorite song? And I, I, I mentioned something that was like uh, maybe released only on one CD in Japan or something, but I didn't know that. It was just <laughs> no, yeah, in sure. the track list. And, oh, that's hilarious. Do you remember yeah, what the song was? Uh, no, 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 definitely oh, okay, not. Yeah. Uh, it's They're been a while since I've gone through. I remember a, I did. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just going to say this is a whole thing. I I've uh I've dubbed this like very uh vague collection of like mid late 90s to sort of like 1995 to 2005 maybe or maybe more like 1997 to 2007. That's probably better. This like vague sure. collection of music that was released in, in that period that's like uh, kind of like sort of pop punk or emo or alternative as just uh, EA NHL 2002 core. Um, yeah. And it's my favorite genre of music um, because there there is so much good shit 
that is on uh, those like kind of early uh not I shouldn't say early, but like the sort of classic era of like EA NHL games from the late nineties and and early to mid two thousands. And yeah, the uh, selection the selection was fantastic. There's so many the- fucking good songs, and uh, I mean, the last game that I bought had a terrible fucking soundtrack. But the from what I understand, the more recent ones are getting good again. Like I know Pup is on uh, a couple of them, so it, they they've continued. Pup, that Pup has been on like, like three or four straight. Hell I was yeah. very upset to learn that they're not on the latest one. Ah, and I have so far really not enjoyed much of the music on, on the latest one. That's too bad. But I think I think a reason for that is there's been kind of a shift for sports video games because mm-hmm. now on any gaming console, you can just plug in your own music. That is so You can actually have yeah. the in-game music be coming from your own Spotify or something, or something like that. Uh, like consoles are just computers now at this point. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Maybe there's just like less of an interest by the company to like hire somebody who knows how to pick them right, you know. But yeah, uh, but some I know of my... FIFA FIFA is really yeah. is like the best at that. Sure. There's a lot of music that gets discovered just because it's on FIFA, and it's it's like NHL soundtracks times fifty in terms of the reach it has. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to do a lot of pop punk. Like I don't think no, punk yeah, it's is a... on there. Yeah, yeah. I I, yeah. I think like record companies fight to get in there. Definitely. I mean, it's FIFA. Yeah. Everybody, the whole world is playing that game. My my dream uh, for for King Bob would be to get a song on an EA NHL <laughs> soundtrack. That would fucking kick so much ass. Yeah. That would be um, so cool. So everyone might be, uh, well, oh, I, I should add too, by the way, some of my like earliest formative uh, musical memories are just putting on the loading screen for NHL 2002 <laughs> and listening to the like, like, you know, hoping that to get one of the good ones and then just like kind of like sitting patiently while the two that I don't give a shit play and like so that I can get back <laughs> to like either fat lip or oh Ellen or I hear you calling or I know uh, all, that. Uh, all that uh brand new low by treble charger that's a song that has been like on burn CDs or playlists of mine pretty much I <laughs> uh, like every day since uh since it came out um, anyways, you may be wondering why we're talking about uh, NHL soundtracks and not the game that happened uh, last night. Well, the but Roxy is a music bar. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah. And uh, the reason the reason for that is that instead of watching the game last night, I did something that I think is uh, much more important to the Roxy Fever brand, which is that I went and saw Gob at the Save on Food Center open for uh, Billy talent. <laughs> I um, totally forgot that he was an opener also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it's, it's always funny when you're going for the opening band. Um, it's always yeah. a weird feeling. Uh, you should get the, a discount. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, okay. So, but having said that, I, I actually want to start with Billy talent kicked so much fucking ass. Like <laughs> awesome. I, I've, I liked them, but the thing is, is they, I shouldn't say that they came uh, around like later because that's not entirely accurate, but by the time like their second record came out, that that was probably the last punk, uh, uh, like pop punk album I listened to that like when it came out until like 2015 or something. Um, cause I just, I, well, first of all, it got a lot worse 
in my opinion. And then also I just got interested in other uh, music. I wasn't like a, a kid anymore. I was, I was a teenager and I was getting into different stuff. Um, but I forgot how fucking they're very good. Like they're a good band and their albums are good, but they live, they fucking rip so hard. Uh, ben, their vocalist, probably did not hit a sour note the entire night, which is insane when you consider how much like nah, like screeching he does or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I also just have to say, shouts out to Ian Dusa, uh, guitarist and other vocalist uh, for Billy Talent. He rips so fucking hard. His vocals are fucking insane. His guitar playing is insane. And he is uh, one of our greatest brown Canadians. Um, one of our one of our great Canadians of uh, of South. Ah, uh, going, I assume. Yes, going. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, uh, going. But uh, but of course, the lead single off of uh, Billy Talent's second album uh, is about how uh, uh, Catholic priests are pedophiles. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. that, yeah. there's no but in there. I think that's an end. They yeah. they are they are. There's a reason why their names are Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that was that was amazing. But well, that's uh, awesome. I'm I'm as for for fans who like to relish in the mistakes I make. Oh uh, yeah, this I was this was a good one. This is so good because <laughs> Jackson got the tickets and I you got two tickets and he told me many months ago like all right let's go together and I, I was so down. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna relive part of my childhood. Um, and we get to go see a show together. The whole I was waiting for the last week for Jackson to ask, like, so like, can I stay over at your place, Vias? And and yeah, I was gonna say yes, but I was like, I was kind of anticipating it because I thought the show was in Vancouver because because Victoria doesn't bring in like yeah if if the show's gonna be in Victoria, there's also gonna be a show in Vancouver, and I'm sure there was that. um probably or is uh, maybe, but regardless, I definitely did tell you. That it was sure in Victoria. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you did. And so, uh sure enough. Yeah. Jackson asked me if I wanted to stay in his place and then I realized what, what I had done. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I also got sick anyways, and also I don't know if That's I told fair. you. Yeah. I also bought tickets to Zach Fox's concert. Did I oh tell you this? word. Yeah, yeah, right. You did yeah. tell me that. Yeah. Um really, really funny guy, but also rapper, uh, who sounds nice, really yes. uh I bought those tickets months ago. And I'm just like, okay, it's in October, whatever. Turns out it's on the same date. Yeah, totally. but I was too sick to go to anything, anyways. So. Ah, well, it all worked out then. I, uh, yeah. uh, I went with Reed. Um, oh, sweet. Okay, I thought Reed just happened to go there. Yeah, no, listeners of the show uh, may remember Reed as uh, all, always the ringer I bring in when I need a voice actor, <laughs> and also <laughs> uh, the man who produced the first two episodes of the show. Uh, the when Brendan I did James of Roxy Fever know how to do yeah anything yet. Um, <laughs> But obviously, obviously, I went. I went for Gob. Um, I bought so much merch, so I much saw. merch. <laughs> I, I bought. I bought a hat. I bought two shirts, and I bought uh, two vinyl records. Which um, I I uh, when I went up to 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 buy the shit just kind of as Billy Talent were starting. I missed their first song, um, and uh, I was talking to the to the like merch lady or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'll go, okay. Like, what do you what do you got for XL shirts? Oh, okay, both of those shirts. Okay, I'll take both of those. I'll take a hat. You still got all the records <laughs> in stock? She goes, uh, yeah, but but she points to a co- the copy of um, uh, 
the world according to gob which of course has our theme song on it um and she says that's the last copy we have of that no and i was way. like okay well i'm taking that and then i'll take uh, a copy of their first record too and uh and i was like and that's it like only those five things like jokingly or whatever <laughs> and then i was like uh you know this stuff for a long time this stuff was just hard to find and in the case of the records i'm not sure like where the fuck are you gonna find a god record i just assume that's not something you can find yeah like uh uh they said uh, when they were when they were playing that it's the first time all their albums have been available on vinyl um and uh both the copies that i got are limited edition splatter vinyl that were limited to 300 copies so um not that i care that much about that kind of stuff but that is also cool um but uh she was like oh that's awesome or whatever and then she was like uh they're so nice they came down to look at the merch and i didn't realize that they were the band um and they were super friendly and they were also apparently just so stoked on all of their merch and all of their like they were like holding the records and like looking at the records just being like this is so fucking cool (laughs) and i was like god that's that's uh that's adorable um they uh they played all the hits. They played stuff off of um, all, like all their albums, including their like early stuff. Um, and uh, they did a great fake out where they said uh, like, oh, this is our last song. Like, you know, sing along if uh, if you know the words or whatever. And they played I Hear You Calling. And I was like, uh, <laughs> ah, fuck. those are like, last song. That's no, so cool. No. OK, so it, it was their second to last song oh. because I'm standing there being like, Oh, okay, yeah, like this is great. Like, uh, it's uh, make sure I film, uh, film a little bit of this song for the Twitter or whatever. Um, and uh, and I was like, ah, that's too bad. Like, I I looked up their some of their prior set lists, and they play like a slightly different set list every night, which is cool. Uh, they don't just play the same thing. And uh, they'd been playing my, well, I have a couple favorites, but one of my favorites is Soda. And um, and I was like, ah, they've been Soda! playing Soda. They've been playing soda, but they, but they, I guess they're not going to play soda tonight because they're opening and it's a shorter set or whatever. And I was like, ah, that's too bad. And then, uh, they finished, I hear you're calling and then just immediately went into soda. And I was like, fuck. Yes. Sweet. Sweet. Um, yeah. Uh, it was great. In fact, uh, Ian DeSa briefly worked on anime, like was an animator on Angela Angela Anaconda. Anaconda. Yeah. (laughs) Reed told me that because Reed's also an animator. Um, yeah, uh, oh, that's, that's hilarious. So yeah, I was yeah. Just looking through his Wikipedia. Ah, that's great. That's I'm glad so you funny. found that because I almost forgot to mention that. Um, that show only ran for three years. I know. Oh. It, I feel like it was on TV forever, but that was um, the first. Those are the first Italians I ever. Yes, was introduced to. <laughs> um, I just remember. I remember this whole thing about something about the old country, but they never sure. say where. Right. What the old yes. country was. <laughs> so to me, I just associated the old country with italy for a long time that's hilarious yeah um so so yeah no it was it was great uh they were great they were uh, like billy talent was was so like they had the higher production value they had better sound and stuff um so like gob was not maybe quite as impressive but they were they were great i had such a good time i was so fucking stoked um yeah they played uh they played all the songs that i wanted to hear uh and um and then uh greek absolute greek excellence from uh uh from theo there was one song that they played where there's like a uh and i don't know if they do this on the record or 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 what but there's like there's like one song that they played where there's like a one beat 
like stop and then they start again and yeah. uh and they just like they're just like but stop and then theo just burps into the mic and then they start again <laughs> <laughs> like he's fucking stop i was laughing my ass too. off uh yeah so um so that was great uh i had a i had a very good time and um clearly uh i should go to concerts more often <laughs> because um i i think it was around the middle of uh their set uh ben from billy talent was like sorry that we're playing on the night of the canucks uh <laughs> home opener on the same night but uh when when i came out it was 5-1 canucks or whatever <laughs> he and I'm said like, that yeah 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 he said that and i was like and i was like oh damn what the fuck <laughs> and then <laughs> i got home and i'm like they won eight what <laughs> so uh yeah i showed up when it was three nothing uh oh, wow. come back to my puppy class oh yeah right. i don't yes. believe it i show i i remember turning on sportsnet I tweeted this from the account. I turned sure. it on with the same like attitude and, and noise you'd make on like a Monday morning after you're really hungover All right. to a job you hate. We're just like, yeah. okay, this fucking shit. Another year of this yeah. fucking thing. You know that noise you make before you lift something heavy? Yeah. That's yeah. the noise yeah. I imagine you made. Like, like where you just go like, All right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grease, but I was rewarded. Yeah, well, I, clearly. I guess not rewarded, but but well, yeah. but it was a great game. Um, but we'll get into that. I don't know if this is. Are you second to talk about I, the game? I, I mean, I I do want to. Uh, I do want to talk about the game, but I don't want to. We're we're trying to change things up this this season. Uh do things a little differently. I uh, get make the episodes less meandering, which off to a great start so far, clearly, um, uh, you know, and um, and and a little bit, you know, quicker and uh, and yada, 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 you know, kind of kind of more uh, make them pop more or whatever. And uh, one thing that as much as it uh, is kind of a bummer, uh, one thing that I want to kind of start doing now is when shitty things happen and uh, stuff, we have to talk about scandals, which I can't remember how many times I uh, <laughs> so fucking many right now. Uh, like, I can't remember how many times I came in uh, to do the show uh, last season and would say the last thing I want to have to do all the time is turn on my mic for my hockey podcast and have to talk about uh, horrific scandals and stuff. Yeah. Um, and we've got a couple um that that we're going to talk about uh but i don't i want to stop putting them at the end because i think it just like ends everything off on a dour note and it also puts us in a position where we um have to sometimes have to speed through shit that's not that you don't want to have to speed through like you're you're like oh fuck i we're already at an hour and now i got to talk about this like serious thing uh so Mm -hmm. i wanted to um off the hop just get uh the 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 NHL's decision uh that I think maybe some of us saw coming um to ban pride tape I wanted to get the discussion of that out of the way so that we could right. talk about some more fun stuff um obviously this is basically uh the NHL codifying 
and clarifying some of the decisions that they made last season pertaining to, uh, or maybe during the off season, even to theme nights. And so uh, we knew that they weren't going to wear the pride jerseys anymore or the black history month jerseys or the et cetera, et cetera, jerseys, which is, which was really annoying. And I think we did talk about it when, when that happened, but now they've clarified that and uh, you know, came out just the other day that players aren't going to be allowed to use the pride tape on their sticks anymore either. Um, And I guess the, the immediate thing that I thought about was a few months ago or however long it was when they made the decision about the jerseys uh, in a, in a private conversation, I kind of half jokingly said that if the NHL actually stuck to this and the trade-off was like, okay, we don't get the pride jerseys anymore and we don't get like pride night anymore or whatever, but we also don't have to have any cop and troop nights anymore. Then like, I can kind of live with that. And of course the caveats here were one, I was like kind of half joking and two, it was ba- all it was completely based around the idea that like the NHL would actually just like blanket not do any of the stuff, including the shitty ones. And uh, you immediately were like, well, yeah, but that's not what's going to happen. They're going to do this. And then they're that's, it's just going to be like, yeah, no pride jerseys, no black history month jerseys, but all the shitty stuff will set will stay. And I don't think that anything could have summed that up better than like, I swear to God, on the same day that they announced the Pride Tape decision, they also uh, sent out a like official statement on behalf of the NHL uh, pledging their unconditional support to the state of Israel. <laughs> and it was, oh, okay, yeah, no, they're just, they're going to just do the, yeah, like uh, the, the, the whole uh, get the politics out of sports thing only ever works in one direction and of course uh you know we all should have seen that coming but yeah. i saw it coming of course you did and i did too for the record i just was mm, i was riffing no, I, know. I know i was i was i was i was doing bits um but uh but yeah i mean uh i, I you know it's I, it's good that they did that it not the first thing but the second thing um and it's not good because i agree with it but it's good because it clarified immediately what this is. Uh, and it means that I think, you know, now people know what it is and it's going to continuously get called out. And I hope it does every time uh, you see some guy in an RCMP uniform show up to sing the national anthem when uh, all the players have to wear poppies. Oink, 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 oink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when the uh, when when there's uh, poppies on the helmets and all the all the coaches and GMs are wearing bobbies and, uh, you know, when um, uh, some team... say 
yeah. I've made fun of somebody for like, I forget who it was, but they were like, oh, we should, why don't we, because they're responding to some like LGBTQ plus yeah. uh, week happening and they're like, why don't we have a week for, for remembering World War II veterans? And I was oh. like, yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we should come up with remem- remembering day. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I laughed I was my thinking, ass like, off at that. You were like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we should, we should have a day to celebrate uh, fallen veterans. We could call it like remembering day or something. Yeah. And yeah, that was amazing. And- I I had the thought, I don't know if I tweeted it, but it was like if they can't if they did if they did reinvent Remembrance Day or like it hadn't yeah. existed and then they came up with it now, I feel like they wouldn't even do poppies because a lot of people would think flowers are gay and <laughs> disrespectful to the troops. Ah. Oh man. <laughs> We're talking about pride tape and how stupid this decision I is. I do ag- agree with you that it, it's kind of funny that like uh, the the thing that everyone came up with for for honoring uh, the 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 gritty troops are our, our, our strong boys is uh, wearing a flower on your lapel like you're the Joker or something um, that would I be mean, that would be hilarious we, if you had a poppy that like squirted water at people someone should do that <laughs> um, that's the only, that's that's what I'm gonna do this year I'm gonna wear a poppy but it's gonna be a Joker poppy that squirts water at people. It, it um, is annoying on that. Like, I'm sure we'll do, or, or I'm sure somebody will say something stupid in November and we'll do definitely. an episode about it. Yeah. But, like, the actual, the reason why we have poppies was, is actually like, like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, no, the it's good. The thing is, like, good. It's like, yeah. that was the Remembrance Day until like 2003 was actually probably pretty good because I remember it was it being about normal. how horrible. I when remember, I was a I remember, kid. Yeah, I remember the point of it was how awful World War One was and how we should never fight again. Like yeah. that was the point of it. It felt and then it like became a, a troops yeah. endorsement thing. Absolutely, it, yeah. Not not troops endorsement. It was endorsement of war. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, it used to be called Armistice Day, and they should have never changed that because right. then it would be like, oh yeah, we're celebrating the end of the war, which is a good thing to yeah. celebrate. Like, yeah. and it, and then it's not like. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those th- those things that becomes like, what if instead of celebrating the good thing to celebrate about like a war ending, and that that is like, you know, it is good to honor people who died or whatever, but like, uh, it, it's like, no, 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 don't cut out all that sappy bullshit. I we're just gonna like, uh, drowning pool. Let the bodies hit the floor. Oorah, like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you said, it, we we got a, a a month from now. We 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 can talk about all this, but it 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 was uh kind of funny to see that just those two things just immediately drop one after another, um, and uh, and just be like, uh, yeah, okay, I see how it is. This is it's just going to be as close to the joke version you would make up about it as possible um this this one is an interesting one i mean okay i mean mm-hmm. disclosure i have not read much about this because totally. there is another issue happening of this last five days that i've been absolutely glued to yeah i've been um, a lot more concerned about worse, that so yeah i've yeah. not i've i've glossed over the only time i, I paid attention to anything else that's out of work in this and then uh in palestine was mm-hmm. uh watching the game yesterday to yeah. be honest and following Switching over to the Roxy Fever account, which was much more better for my brain than what else what else I was looking <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, but it, I'm it's 
based off what I'm seeing and different players talking about what they're going to do with the pride tape and all these NHLers allegedly buying pride tape, like yeah. it's, I'm kind of excited to see what happens. I mean, I haven't seen any, anybody actually come out and do anything with it yet. Maybe their deliveries of pride tape have not arrived yet, but like totally putting it in the player's hands to make a decision about something that's not a warm up jersey where you can only wear it for this weird ten minute thing totally. that only people yeah. inside the building actually see, yeah. and maybe Instagram. Right. Um, but doing something that's during the game that represents you as a player that, like a lot of players, like taping their sticks up in a signature way. Absolutely, this is what they do. Uh, their visor color, the way they tie their skates. Uh, like I. Maybe I'm holding on too much hope, but it'd be fun to see a lot of players just come out and be like, fuck the league. We're rules. just going to do I'm this. Gonna, I'm going to tape my stick how I want. If I they mean, happen to be separate colors, fuck you. Who cares? Like, I my do think stick. that there is a legit, like I've, I've, I've heard, uh, I've spoken to a few people about this. Um, and, you know, like people are having conversations with the players about it on and off the record. And the consensus I seem to be getting from people is that they're kind of pissed about it. Like, and a a big, because the the way I get it here is that it's not even like, I I think it's going to become an interesting issue because a lot of players are less going to see it as a social equity thing Mm -hmm. and make it, make it, make it about, uh, about pride. They're going to make it more about like, fuck you. Don't tell me how to tape my stick. And so they're going to come out of defiance and just use the pride tapes like not a lot i don't think that many will but i think more will than we're used to seeing any expression on yeah. that like around around the arena yes so. i i think we we will see players do it for sure what i would really love to see is i would love to see an entire team do it it'd that be nice be yeah. so cool if somebody if a team did that they would be like I don't care who it is, if an entire team does that, they will get to be my favorite team for one week, even yeah. if it's the Boston yeah. Bruins. I I'll hate it. Even I'll be if so it's mad, the, but even when if, I'm if, thinking about when I'm thinking about a player who would be just like I don't know about this gay shit, but mm-hmm. fuck you for telling me about my stick. I'm thinking about Brad Marchand, yeah. even though zooming out, I feel like Brad Marchand probably. I've seen some of his quotes on stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually just straight up came out in support. Yeah. But totally. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a Bruins, I'll let you have it for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, And, and well, there was uh Scott Lawton uh, who plays for the Flyers, right. a city with him. a, uh, with a um, very uh, well-established, uh, not just LGBTQ community, but also, uh, history. Um, uh, there's a, uh, you know, like a, a neighborhood in Philadelphia that's been the gay neighborhood for basically as long as anyone can remember. Um, so and Franklin probably ac- accidentally, quotes unquote, accidentally yeah. sucked and fucked a little bit. Definitely. Beyond, yeah. You know? almost, I'm sure. Certainly. I he, mean, he's, he's when, a fine coxman. I've when heard. you, yeah, I was going to say, when you get laid as often as Ben Franklin did, it, it just eventually it stands to reason that mm-hmm. a, a couple of guys will just sneak in there, even just by, you know, by accident. <laughs> I just, well, to imagine I, do I don't accident. think it's by accident. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm, I'm saying even, uh, even if it was by accident, 
it, it when you fuck that much, it's just that's gonna it's a, it's a, some 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 a few dudes will sneak in there even if you don't mean for them to. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I anyways, regardless. Uh, Scott Lawton <laughs> uh got asked about it, and he just said straight up like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna just I'm gonna take my start with Brad Tape." I didn't even I didn't catch the full thing or even really like see what he said. But I, I just I got the impression and he's certainly not the only one that I've gotten this impression from, not necessarily on the record, but some things that I've heard off the record. Like a lot of players are 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 pissed just based off the the principle of like, why? Why can't I do this? And why are you telling me that I can't? And not necessarily um like I think, you know, you could argue somewhat disappointingly that the position of the players and the NHLPA is that like players should get a choice if they want to do it or not or whatever. And that, you know, we've talked about that and that can be annoying in a lot of ways, but like they are definitely pissed that the, that the choice has been taken away from them and that now the, you know, the, the reality is the majority of the players choose to wear the warm-up jerseys and they yeah. choose to use the pride tape and they choose to to partake in this and it's deeply annoying uh, uh uh an acquaintance of mine uh put it to me this way the other day they said all of this happened because the flyers wouldn't send ivan provorov home for one game because he wouldn't partake in a thing that the team was doing like that's why this happened and that's that is what is so annoying about this and so frustrating about this is that it would have been so easy to just say if you're not going to do the thing you're going to be a healthy scratch and we're just going to say that you're a healthy scratch and they're going to ask hey why is this player not playing and you're going to say he's a healthy scratch and we're not commenting on it and that would have been fine and then I don't think that anyone would have been overly upset about it. Like you would have seen some people, you know, post some shade towards that player for sure. Like we all know what you're doing or whatever, but instead for a whole season, the NHL decided to let every pride night become a night for the bigots on every team to get to, release a statement or answer questions <laughs> about why they don't like gay people. And yeah. it completely took away from what they were trying to do. And now they're just like, well, we're just not going to do anything and we're going to make it a rule. And I, I and you know, I, I, I hate doing the, the allegations of hypocrisy thing. Cause no one cares and it doesn't matter. But like, I, I, I do kind of think that maybe even though I haven't seen it, I haven't seen anyone actually make the connection of like, you know, it was free speech when Ivan Provorov didn't want to wear the jersey, but it's not free speech now when the NHL is telling everyone, no, you can't actually do anything for this. Um, but I think there's probably uh, a rather large contingency of players that feel that way about it. That are like, yeah, I feel like this gives them an easy way to protest it as well. Definitely. Without take yeah. without taking much, like it's a very simple step they can take. It's fucking tape. It's so funny that this is where we are. It's, it's so funny that this is how the NHL is it's opening really its season. Yeah, like yeah. they made it. This it's not like they let something slip out. 
they made this directive at the start of the year. Yes. Yeah. And I and I I I have to say uh to um uh to to paraphrase uh, our producer Justin um it is just super funny to watch the NHL and all these NHL teams be like uh yeah no pride nights and pride jerseys and pride tape are a distraction we don't want politics to distract from the game uh because we're too busy uh tweeting about how we support Israel <laughs> it's just it's so funny. It's so like it's not it's it's upsetting, but it's very funny uh the way that they've gone about uh being being very upsetting. It's funny um, to watch this league show that it's a third rate league. How much they suck, how stupid they are, how yeah. they cannot get anything right at all. Um, yeah, there there's a possibility that we've hit that we've passed the peak of the NHL's market share that like it'll <laughs> be less and less money. Yeah, that's like, a very funny thought. I, I think the MLS the salary cap is, goes down. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think the ML I think I saw some chart a while back saying the MLS in terms of ad share or like yeah. ad money that they have. And that's a really good way to show like yeah how popular your league is is how Definitely. how many advertising dollars you're collecting. Uh, from companies and whatnot, and I think the MLS either has passed or is about to pass the NHL. Yeah. Now a lot of that is Lionel Messi coming in, but then uh, sure, that's just going to continue. Yeah, and then there's F1 and esports and all this other yeah. shit that could maybe Qatar uh, will buy the NHL. That would be that would be good. I think uh, that would be good for ever for everyone. Yeah, I think it would be neutral. I think I think it, yeah. it wouldn't make it any worse. Definitely, like it, it's yeah. already bad. It's our it's our it's this podcast would be more fun because maybe it'd be a bit more obviously evil. Mainly but... what I was getting at, yeah. <laughs> that's why that's I'm all, I'm in it, always in it for the content. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, anything anything else to add about any of uh, any of that? That uh, both the uh, just the NHL's uh, total failure at this in general or pride tape more specifically or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, no, I, I don't think so just yet. I mean, I, I don't know if I can say anything, but it was just, I got reminded of how Eric Stahl didn't even realize that he wore one of those jerseys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, thinking, I was thinking about how funny it would be to ask players, like where is Israel on a map? <laughs> very funny just, yeah that, that if your team good. is gonna come out and post these things like i'd like i'd like to see i'd like to see a plurality of your players at the very least point point at where this atrocity is supposedly happening yeah yeah totally totally um yeah uh, uh, I, I worded that way i worded that weirdly uh sure yeah yeah, yeah I, I i i certainly understand what you meant um uh yeah where the uh where th- where their perception of the atrocity is happening versus ex- the actual atrocity happening. exactly yeah yeah uh i guess what i'll i'll close on that subject by just saying like the good thing about this to the extent that uh there's anything good about it is that it just it makes things very clear and it makes it i think harder for people to deny and more obvious for a lot of people who are maybe on the fence or who, um, you know, have to learn things the way 
frankly, most of us learn them by having it actually affect you or having it actually be visible to you. Um, the, the, the good thing about this is how obvious it makes it that the reason why they don't care about this and care about other things is that they don't care about you because you're not important. Usually because you don't have money, your money's no good to them, but also sometimes uh, because they're very stupid or they don't understand how to grow the game or they're just, that's how little they fucking care about you is they're just like, whatever. We're more than happy being fourth. So long as our like country club uh, doesn't have to change. And by the way, the real country club atmosphere uh, is just the <laughs> NHL. It's not the fucking 2011 Vancouver Canucks locker room. It's, you know, wherever the fucking NHL headquarters is in New York. I I should get the address. I want I want to make the address of the NHL uh, headquarters uh, more known to people, uh, not for any hinky reasons, but just so that we can do uh, the <laughs> The thing that they that they do where they say like sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue or uh what's the twenty four Sussex Drive? Is that the, the Canadian yep. one? Yeah. That's right. Uh where you can where you just say that because it's cool when you say the address of a place as a synonym for um it just sounds cool. It always it always pops. All right. Anyways. Um to to get back to uh the actual stuff happening on the ice and the hockey team that this podcast is ostensibly supposed to be about um, in our last episode. I believe I said that the Canucks were trying to normal their way into a winning season. They were just like, if we try to be as normal as possible and everything will be fine, but they still kind of seem like they're three kids in a trench coat trying to convince everyone around them that they're an adult so they can get into the movie and the movie in this instance is the R-rated movie is the playoffs. Um, and in pretty much immediately after I said that, and after we recorded uh, the Canucks completely stopped doing normal things and uh, had just about the least normal start to a season. Um, I think I've, seen any team other than you know the Vancouver Canucks of the past however many seasons have um yeah I don't, I've seen so many graphic images of call-ups uh to the Abbotsford Canucks between Abbotsford and Vancouver and yeah. everybody being mad about each one I have no idea what's been happening I have there, zero zero I, context and that's fair we've already been talking for close 45 minutes yeah so. I, <laughs> uh. I, okay, well, I'll what I'll say about that is on it's mainly just that their like, um, their social media department and particularly, like they did not they don't have a graphic designer working for them. They have like someone who knows how to use Photoshop, um, because they fuck up like basic things. All their stuff looks like dog shit. They misspelled Jet Wu's name not that long ago, which is hilarious. Yeah, and then they released a slogan. <laughs> Which oh, their slogan for this right. for this year is they, uh, uh come they're... on, let's town. Um <laughs> and they lo- and it looks like someone wrote it in semen, um, which was amazing. Uh they but but you know, I think the 
the big things uh, were, I mean, okay. Let's not underestimate the fact that like in all of the not normal things that they did, the biggest not normal thing that they did was beat the fucking Edmonton Oilers 8-1, which was, I, I mean, I didn't get to watch the game. Um, but I did watch the highlights and I, I watched like the, the full highlight package that they put on YouTube. That isn't just like the goals. It has like, yeah, the 10 minute one, you yeah. know, the 10 minute one, it's got most of the scoring chances and stuff. And like, I, 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 before we, before we do the, the usual Roxy fever thing and make fun of all the stupid things that they've done. Um, I just want to say very, very quickly that like, there were some really good, signs in that game and obviously it looked like everything was going in for them uh like a couple of Besser's goals were pretty fluky particularly the one that just like went in off his skate or whatever but like you know I've been leaning like ever so slightly towards saying like like I think the Canucks are gonna miss or make the playoffs probably on like the last day of the season um and I I lean towards them missing but if Brock Besser looks like rookie season, Brock Besser, it changes mind. so much. It, it changes, changes so much. So much. He's um, been dead man walking for like two and a half years. So like that's been the expectation for so long. It's just he's dead weight. We need to get yeah. rid of him. And like, yeah. sorry, sorry to Sam Chang, but I, I, if he was to be traded for a second round last year and still was good this year, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what like one because oh my god the Canucks traded for a pick if the Canucks uh, traded like anyone that isn't Elias Patterson, Patterson Hughes. Quinn Hughes or Tem or Thatcher Demko for a second round pick I would probably have I'm been happy last three. year but yeah 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 and also he did he did he did need I I felt he needed a change of scenery um sure yeah trade him to Minnesota let him be near his family etc cetera, etc cetera. Sure, I yeah. he's his happiness is contagious. Yeah. And and so you want the best for him. And yesterday, oh god, like I I don't remember the goals. I remember what he looked like after each goal. I was so excited to see him that happy and that pumped. Definitely, definitely. But like, I mean, you know, the thing that that stuck out to me on a and couple four of goals those... can't be a fluke. I know a no. couple of them are flukes, but like, no, it, it, I, I'm, and I'm not arguing with you. But it's like he is a great game. No, like if you score four goals, you had a monster game. It doesn't yeah. mean that there weren't a like it's the it's the whole you have to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good thing and the the Canucks definitely had everything go right for them the other night but like there were a few things that I thought like there were a few things that I looked at and I went okay that doesn't really look durable like I don't think a JT Miller Phil Phil DiGiuseppe and Brock Besser line is gonna be like is going to outscore Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl caliber lines in a matchup by like five goals um, for uh, sustainably across the course of the season. That's definitely not a thing that's going to happen, but like uh, I thought Philip Ronick looked really good. I thought Pia Suter looked really good by the sounds of it. Like the penalty kill looked uh, quite good. Um and uh I'll, I'll admit I, I did not pay attention to the systems going that's, on. That's fair. Um, I mean that's I wish, I, I, wish to, I did. Yeah. It's kind of hard to to gather, you know, much information from one game on that kind of stuff. But like yeah. you know, it's it there were definitely strong signs. 
and and one of the very strong signs was that you know watching that game looking at the highlights seeing how Brock, Brock Besser played and how he scored some of those goals he looked a lot like the Brock Besser from his rookie season where he was genuinely fantastic and one of the things that Besser was so good at that year was he'd score a goal and you just you just immediately say like wait what the fu- how how the fuck did he get there like he would just constantly be in these places where you would be like how did nobody see that he was there like he had this this um this very uncanny ability to find open space and and yeah. just get open and he had a, he had and still has a really great wrist shot and if he can get open to get it off then he's going to score a lot of goals and i mean Brock Besser, we've been saying Brock Besser's going to score 30 goals since, you know, 20 since rookie season. 17, yeah. But like he's already got four. <laughs> yeah. This could be the year, you know. This could be the year. He's only got to score 26 over 81, which I think is a thing that he's already done more than once. So I'm happy with a year where the main goal of it as fans is to root for him and Pedersen to just totally. score as much as possible. Just on it, just go on a tear. I don't. I do not care about the box score of the game, totally. as long as it says Brock and Elias. Um, one thing I enjoyed also yesterday was I didn't watch too much of Oilers Twitter. I know there's a lot of posts being like, "Wow, Oilers Twitter really funny right now." Yeah, but I did see a few people do the thing that we usually post. Yes. which is a photo of like right before a goal happens <laughs> of the whole ice. Yeah, and it's somebody being like, "What's wrong with this picture?" And nobody's covering this one guy who's obviously about to score and yes. is a scorer. Yeah, and uh, and to see that for Brock on like two or three goals was really funny. That's that. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I also do have to say, like one. So one thing that's always so fucking annoying about when the Canucks are good, that that has unquestionably made me like more, or I guess maybe a better way to put it is like less made me root for the Canucks less is the way that if you are, and this happens to me a lot less now than it used to, but like if at any point you have been employed to have Canucks takes, you have made money off of having Canucks takes. It, any level of Canucks success in up to and including a single win will just like, you'll have to see people that you don't know, just be like, Oh boy, you sure look like an idiot now or whatever. And you just, every game, every time someone scores a goal and it's like, it's way less now. It used to be super amplified when I was, you know, doing the Canucks army stuff or whatever. And it makes you like, it kind of makes you be like, well, fuck this team. Like I actually want them to lose now. Um, and that did happen to me uh, yesterday, um, which was hilarious to me. Cause it's like one game and it has nothing to do with anything, but Wait, was this Pooley again? Uh, no, this is just some, this is literally just some. Asshole. Okay. Cause Pooley um, posted the JT Miller CBC screenshot again. yesterday. Oh, that's great. Uh, so here's the funny <laughs> thing about that. What did you like? what he scored a goal and then Brock Besser had had four goals and like it's just it's just like it's such weak it's such weak t shit because it's like he didn't even have the good night 
Brock Besser had the good night. And where I was going with this is that the kinds of people who do stuff like that also all wanted Brock Besser and Connor Garland to be traded last season. Who scores the very first goal of the game and who has a four goal night? Like, it's the two guys that everyone hates that the smart people think are good. And I would like, I think for me, an ideal season is Canucks make the playoffs. Besser and Garland go off for like 120 points between the two of them. And JT Miller sucks. <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, I, we'll I get you I, to apologize one day. I do one think day he will apologize. No, it's never happening. Uh, uh, <laughs> The the honestly, like the more I hear about that guy behind the scenes, the more I'm like, I'm I was right for reasons I didn't even know at the time. <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking heckling uh people for wearing masks. <laughs> That's the thing I heard about the other day. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna turn this into like me dropping a story I don't have to I don't have permission to tell, but uh yeah. I did not uh, see that one. Yeah, no, he uh oh well that's cause that's cause it what it the I just heard this from from someone uh but he was uh yeah no first first uh game of the season or for or you know uh, first like preseason or uh season availability or whatever he was heckling somebody for wearing a mask uh, so he, he's a fucking asshole <laughs> so i don't feel bad about anything that i say about him um but uh Do you know people are sick right now jesus no i know <laughs> they have a fucking flu going through he's such a yeah he's such a dick <laughs> everyone knows he's a dick no one likes him um whatever uh but uh but are you are we still talking about the game tonight right now i just wanted to finish on um the you know the connor garland trade request thing right um i don't or rather sorry it wasn't a trade request it was his agent has permission to seek out trades which is a thing that happens all the time but for whatever reason only gets out in vancouver and only becomes news in vancouver i (laughs) i don't want to spend any time on it because i just think it's stupid um connor garland is overpaid by virtue of what happened to the winger market over the flat cap in terms of like everything else most of those words he's a completely uh productive right winger who is productive in a way that's not particularly sexy He's a good player. He doesn't kill you at the salary that he's making. If you don't do shit like fucking sign Oliver Ekman Larson and buy him out and et cetera, et cetera. And the only thing I'm going to say about his uh, agent having permission to seek out trades for him is we heard the same thing about Brock Besser. He's still here. If the Canucks like win their next three games, I don't suspect we'll hear about this again for the rest of the season. Um, I think it's a it's a non-entity players that aren't uh, playing, you know, up to the value of their contract and that aren't necessarily super beloved by their teams. Teams are looking to trade them. Teams are always looking to trade them. They're always looking to find ways to get off the money. And if an agent it like sees that uh, a reason to believe that that might be good for their player, they do that. This is a thing that happens. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, and you know, I think it's very similar to when t- you hear from teams like, oh, they kicked the tires on this really good player or, 
They said a phone call happened. Yeah, they said they're open to trading this player or whatever. And it's like 99% of the time, that literally just means they're doing their job. Like, what team would not like to reallocate $5 million off of their wing right now? Like, <laughs> like the, the answer is teams that don't have that problem. But, like, any team, if they had a $5 million winger right now that wasn't playing on, like, their first line, and wasn't scoring, you know, 70 plus points, they'd be like, yeah, we're open to trading them. Yeah, we'd love to get off the money. It doesn't mean it's happening and it doesn't mean that they're going to do something stupid. They might. Could you explain Could you explain why the winger winger market is the way it is right now? Um, I think the 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 short version is wingers are the most fungible position. Um there's essentially Wingers are cheap because they are there are more of them than anything else. And the other thing is about that is that centers can also play wing. And in a lot of instances, having an extra center who plays on your wing is actually more valuable than having like a winger who's just a winger. Um, it's one of those things that it goes in one direction, but not in the other direction. So like a lot of teams and the connect, you know, this is going to be a great excuse to just kind of wrap up some of the other things that I wanted to talk about here before we end. Like one of the reasons the Canucks traded a fifth round pick for Sam Lafferty uh, again, like Canucks not being able to do normal things at the start of the season, uh, doing a very weird thing, not necessarily a bad thing, but weird. A uh, thing that other teams don't do, trading picks at the at the very start of a season. The reason they picked him up, Tockett mentioned it in his media availability, is he can play center, he can win draws. And so that makes him more valuable right now than, say, like Vasily Podkolzin, um, who I don't know. He plays right wing too, uh, but I don't know if he's actually right-handed because Russians often like to play on their offside. Um because that's how they play in the K. Um, so as far as the winger market deteriorating, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's partly it's partly perception. It's partly the flat cap, but it's like it had to happen somewhere. And defensemen are always going to be super valuable. Uh, centers are always going to be super valuable. And then the thing about centers is they can also play the wing. And then if your center gets hurt, they just move into the middle. Um, and so... You know, it, it basically teams just all kind of collectively realize like, oh, it's really stupid to pay a bunch of money for wingers that aren't com- totally elite um, because you can move your centers around. If you have more of them, uh, you can kind of generally always pick up wingers in free agency. There's so many of them and they're not good for anything else, basically. Uh, so. Right. And, and, you know, w- when the cap didn't go up, a lot of these wingers that looked like reasonable deals at the time, it looks a lot worse now because, you know, you sign those deals assuming, okay, it's it's just pulling this out of my ass, 4% of the cap right now, but it's going to be only uh, 3.2% of the cap in two years or whatever because the salary cap is going to keep going up. So, uh, it you know, the the winger market it was it was just like it had to happen somewhere and um 
You know, another thing too, uh, I won't go, I won't go on about this forever. I'll, I'll close it on this is that, uh, in junior and in, in lower levels, like, like, like younger, young players, you know, below the age of like 20, um, the best players tend to play center because that's where kids get put when they're good enough to play there. So even a lot of the best wingers in the NHL that are that are wingers at the NHL level played center in like their draft year mm-hmm. because that like it's it's about skill distribution too. Like uh unless you have a really, really really unique skill set on the wing, like your Alex Ovechkin or something. Um, being able to play center, at least at some level of hockey is often an indication of being just better in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. having better situal situational awareness, better fitness, better cardio, et cetera, et cetera. So um, better defense it, is what yeah, my assumption was totally. Yeah. How many absolutely. times has somebody shown up and not been able to, yeah they they don't they don't develop into a player who can play defense at the nhl level and yeah you know being a being a winger just means kind of often not necessarily like and and the thing about this is that you don't actually necessarily get better by following the market like the canucks punked themselves at the draft this year by going oh the winger market sucks so let's get a defenseman and it's like well, the only reason that a winger as good as Zach Benson is available to you at 11 is because of the winger market as it exists right now. So mm. if you're constantly chasing the market, um, you you don't generally get better. And I, I think, you know, some of the moves that they made this offseason or are considering making in the Garland case or, you know, um, in the case of, I, I think, arguably, you know, uh, Tanner the Tanner Pearson, Casey DeSmith thing as well. Um, you know, you don't necessarily get better by figuring out what the market is and then paying market price for something. Um, because you know, you, you gotta be more efficient somewhere and, and, you know, the NHL is an efficiency competition. And if you're just doing what everyone else does, that means theoretically, like you're, you're probably not going to be much better than, than average. Um, and, um, you know, they the the Sam Lafferty trade, I like the player. I don't like that they keep giving up up picks at this point, like that topic has been has been done to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do just want to say about the the Casey DeSmith thing. Uh Casey DeSmith's a good goalie, but boy, I really wish they wouldn't have traded for him. I, I really wish they would have traded for just about anybody else. Um I'm so sick of doing. I, I kind of had no idea who he was. Like, yeah. I knew that we had a bunch of goalies in the system. I thought sure. he was just some guy who was playing in Abbotsford. Is he sure. like the standout backup? He's the backup, weird... and he will he be is the, just backup. the backup. Um, he okay. is a he played in the Pittsburgh um Penguins organization for a long time. He's a good goalie. He's like a career like nine. He's he he's a he has a good like career save percentage. He's like a career, like nine fifteen or something as a backup. Like he he's put up good numbers. Um, and, uh, but I guess I'm so tired of doing content warning things. So all, all I'm going to say is 
If you don't know oh, right. what the right, deal with Casey DeSmith is, just go read the Casey DeSmith Wikipedia article and read all the stuff about his career before he entered pro. Read all the NCAA stuff, right? And you'll yeah. get the gist. Um, but uh, uh, I'm just gonna uh, I'll paraphrase uh, Ryan Shop um, of uh, uh, Pucks on Net. I think that's still a thing. Uh, if not, yeah. you know, just just uh, just on Twitter or whatever. Ryan Shop said, "When you do what Casey DeSmith did, you deserve to have it brought up until the end of time. There's no mm. like, oh, it was such a long time ago." Like, no, if you do that, it's going to get brought up forever and you just have to live with that. And I will That's say that uh, that um, Daniel Wagner shouts out to him. He did ask Rutherford about it uh, at the availability after they traded for him. And the the answer that Rutherford gave was it's a bad thing. Nobody wants to have that in their history um it's not like it's not a good look but we looked into it at the time and we felt that the punishment fit the crime and that all parties involved felt that the punishment fit the crime i don't know if that's true um but that is a thing you can say when someone actually does face consequences for the bad thing that they did and you know i will say in in my opinion, the, pun- the punishment did not fit the crime, but he did. He had a scholarship revoked. There were charges laid. Um, so it's a it's a little different, if only in the sense that something did actually happen, um, and it wasn't just like fart noise. Oh, oh, it's an allegation, and then everyone tiptoes around it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll just say like that's what they said about it. I I will just maintain that I I just wish they had traded for a different goalie. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, that is what it is. Um yeah, uh I think I think maybe we like we've gone on for quite a while now. I yeah, think for sure. I don't want to go on do for another, too much longer. Do another 20. I think yeah. I'm I have time to record again in the next week. Yeah, yeah, totally. I um, also really want to be able to talk about the Riot documentary another yeah. time. Yeah, well, we have to do an we episode. We have lots to talk that. about later. Yeah. I, I I want to see it, and I want to do an episode. True. I'll have to wait for you to see it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah if you have a lead on where I can see it, uh, let me know, because I know it, it just had its release, Yeah, like its film festival release. Um, I, I don't want to end on such a dour note, and there is one more thing. It's not going to take long, but um, did you hear the, uh, the Elliot Friedman um, report about Patterson and the team. Oh yeah, I, as I understand it, both sides are are not like not only is Patterson doing his usual thing as any player should and yes. being like, let's wait till the end of the season. Canucks brass are also skeptical of whether they want to sign him. So yeah, uh, the the report. I, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but I'll I'll do my best to sort of give the gist. What I got out of it was basically that they were saying. You know, Pedersen's not sure if he's if he wants to commit to the Canucks. And there are some people, whatever the fuck that means, in the Canucks organization who maybe feel the same way, i.e. if he doesn't want to commit to us, then maybe we don't want to commit to him. Um, And I guess what I'll say about that is is two things. One, that kind of sounds like 
when a douchey guy gets rejected at a bar and then he comes back to his friends and says that the girl's a lesbian when actually the girl just didn't want to engage with him because he sucks. Um, Like it feels a little bit like uh, what else are you supposed to say? Like, um, you, you know, if you don't say something, then you just look like, oh, we really want him to sign. Like, it's like, who's going to say that? You know what I mean? Like, especially in the NHL, like who's going to be like, well, we really wish he would sign, but he doesn't want to sign with us. Um, I don't think anyone would ever say that in a, in a like conversation with a, with an insider or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically I actually don't, as 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 much as I can't believe I'm saying this, like I actually don't have a problem with them saying that. Like I think at some point you have to say as an organization, like we only want people that want to be here, and that's fine. Um, you definitely have to look in the mirror when people don't want to play for you, and take responsibility for why that might be the case. Yeah, but like I don't, I once again kind of think it's a a, a non story and um you know they asked alvin about it in the presser and he said basically like look i'd love to get him signed but it's just not happening right now for you know reasons that are that are gonna get hammered out over the course of the season and you know we have another year or we have another two years or whatever because he's not a ufa yet blah 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 and like I, i honestly just think that people underestimate the extent to which like, well, you know, when are contract negotiations ever easy and go exactly the way you want them to? Yeah. And for, for that context of this being contract negotiation, that just isn't public as usual. (laughs) It might just be the case that what you said, this market specifically, or this team at least is very bad with leaks and is very bad with PR that this might just be what that looks like with an awful franchise. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I do think it's, it's, and it's one of those things where like, you know, you think of how, and I realize that the Canucks are not the Tampa Bay lightning, but like you think of how much the Steven Stamkos situation went down to the wire. He became a UFA and he, mm-hmm. or he was about to become a UFA and he still signed with Tampa. And oh, the Sedins were UFAs at one point. Yeah. Or they were, or again, like either they were, or they were about to be. And like, yeah, the thing with a lot of these situations is that like, it, it gets ugly sometimes. In fact, sometimes it gets the ugliest right before someone signs. Like there's all this <laughs> posturing. There's all this. And, and I, I guess my opinion on all of it is that like, if it doesn't get at least a little bit ugly, or there isn't at least a little bit of consternation about whether or not a player is going to sign, then somebody's not doing their job. It either means that the GM's handing a player a blank check, like Jim Benning did for such a long time. Or it means that the player's agent or the player are like, oh, uh, I just I just really want to sign and and take my money and 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 go home and not have to worry about it, which is like not what you should do as a player. It's just not financially advisable. And, you know, we talked about that in the last episode. He's so good. He he it makes sense that he would want to maximize the amount of money he can make and. You know, there's been a lot of suggestions that it's it's less about that and it's more about, you know, whether or not he uh, uh, he thinks he can win here or whatever else. And, you know, that might be a possibility. But um, I just think with a lot of this stuff, 
it's not at the point of concern yet. And I mean, you know, obviously early returns, but like everyone talked about how important the start of the season was. And it literally went as good as it possibly could have. So, um, you know, I don't know about you. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll close on your thoughts on this, but like just overall, I, I'm still a, uh, at heart. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Canucks fan, but I'm, I'm also deeply, deeply a hater. And at this point mm-hmm. it's like, fool me once shame on you fool me seven and a half times shame on me. Um, and I will probably not believe that they're going to make the playoffs until it happens until like the final day of the season. Um, yeah. I gotta see that X on the standings uh, until then. I'm, I'm just, I refuse to believe that it can happen because I just, I I'm fine to be wrong and I'm fine to look stupid, but I'm going to do it in a way that's consistent and I'm going to do it in, uh, you know, like I'll be, I'll have been wrong one out of the last seven times and I'll live with that. I, I don't want to change my mind uh, because I'm a I'm a sucker or whatever. But having said all of that, um, just the way things have gone down, watching that game, seeing what they've done in the preseason, seeing what they've talked about, the moves that they've made, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if they were ever going to do it, this feels like the time that they would do it. This feels the closest they've ever really been in the entire time that we've done the show. And the entire time that I've covered the team, um, like, I think this is the best team they've had. Now, they could be 15 points better than they were last year and still miss the playoffs. So it definitely doesn't mean that it's going to happen. But, like, to the extent that I believe at all, I believe more this year than I have since we started doing the show. You know, this being the darkest era for Mm -hmm. the Canucks... It, I wonder what it's going to be like though. Like nobody, nobody's actually going to do this, but it's like funny sure. to think about like, what if we found a radio show from 1970 to 1981 uh-huh. of just like Canuck fan haters like us. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> it's going to get better someday. And yeah, exactly. This is like, like there's a good chance the show only lasts this period of time, <laughs> which is so awful. I yeah, it it it's very funny. Um, At least real good show got to cover the playoffs once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically we did too, but it was yeah. so fake. <laughs> it was just so like nobody thought it was real, and and it was weird, and it was deeply annoying to me personally for reasons that have been, you know, explained yeah. thoroughly. Um, but like, okay, yeah, it, I'm going to come out. I'm going to come yeah. out with a prediction. I was right. just thinking about how I don't like predictions. That's uh, yeah, usually in the context either. of well, usually in the context of politics. Sure, I should probably yeah. make some room for silly predictions. Sure. Um, yeah, I won't get into gambling. That's a no. form of predictions. Yeah, uh, I don't have the brain for that, but I'm going to say the Canucks make the playoffs. Not in a wild card that oh, Calgary wow. shits to bed. Yeah, and that some injuries happen to Let's say LA feels too old to really keep it keep it going that strong. They have uh um, they just they have like really strong the thing with LA is they have a couple of guys, or at least one like Brant Clark for sure. They have guys coming in that, you know, just to put it in like a parlance that you would understand, could have like a Brock Besser rookie season type performance. Right. 
except on a okay. team that made the playoffs last year. So like right. the question with LA is not so much like um uh, worrying about like oh Doughty's a year older and Kopitar's a year year older because they're starting to hand the keys over to to younger players. The question yeah. is more like is Brant Clark going to be like in the conversation for the Calder or is he just going to like kind of struggle and like we know he's going to be good but he's not actually very good in his first season. Um okay. Yeah, but I, I don't hate that. Like I like I was gonna say, the more I've thought about it, like I understand the case for Calgary, and uh, the the like conservative prognosticator in me just wants to be like, ah, yeah, everyone's saying they're gonna get better or whatever, and they only missed the playoffs by one point or two points or whatever it was. You know, like the Panthers had less points than they did, but it just feels like. They're I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're old. <laughs> they're they're not getting. They're not really getting younger. Their back end's pretty slow. Like it's just it's just one of those things where where it's like it's like I said in the last episode. Like maybe they're the Canucks and it's twenty fourteen or whatever. Mm. And like the reason that we're um thinking that they're going to bounce back is because we haven't fully realized like what actually happened, which is that they're too they're fucking old now and they're just not going to get better. And so I really I I really like that part of the prediction. And you know, LA is a team that I have a I really struggle to have a read on, but so you think they're going to be like third in the Pacific? Or yes. I think right. it's going to be look, we're going to win so many 8-1 games. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just gonna put it out there, and I'll, uh, I'll slowly sculpt at the. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I put out my big piece of marble. Sure, I'm slowly gonna sculpt it, but it's gonna be the third in the Pacific. Yeah, you don't know uh, how I'll it's slowly gonna happen, explain but, throughout yeah. the season. All right, how it works. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I'm starting to think like you know, there's six spots. Or sorry, there's I think there's five spots up for grabs in the Pacific that are all going to be uh, playoff um, playoff teams. And there's six teams that are up for those five spots. So Vancouver's odds look pretty good. They just have to be better than, you know, one of those teams. And I'm higher on Seattle than a lot of people, but I, I'm starting to wonder about the Flames. So I I think that's a good that's a good pick. As I said, I'll continue being a hater until I see the X next to their name. But uh, uh, that's just who I am. But uh, I think that's a good note to end on because um, I'm more the lesson here. I care less about hockey than I ever have. I am less invested and I am just more interested in doing things that actually fulfill me, like going to a gob concert. And I think much like in one's romantic life, the less hard you're trying, the moment you stop trying, the moment it all comes into focus for you. So the lesson here is that I don't care anymore. And now that I've stopped caring and I freed myself from it, that's probably chances are when they're actually going to do good because I fucking decided I'm not going to watch the stupid Canucks. I'm going to go see something that I actually care about. And they won the game fucking 8-1. So clearly I have to follow like treble charger around on tour and become like a deadhead for 
um, 20 year old Canadian pop punk bands. Um, that's the lesson here. And then the Canucks will, will win the Stanley cup. <laughs> leave it, leave it at that. All right. Thanks for listening guys. See you next time. Love to you all. Take care, everybody.